it's me, Maxi Rainbow. And I'm Renata from the eSpot. And welcome back to episode 15 of the Joint Slay podcast. We are back for another episode and we are back to our usual programming following last week with Junior Eurovision. We're back into our kind of, you know, our news era. We've got a lot to catch up on Mm -hmm. in regards to the Eurovision 2024 season. Now that Junior Eurovision is over, we are going in full force to the Eurovision 2024 season and we are the last month of 2023 so everybody's just kind of throwing stuff out there before we really start getting crazy into the national selections and everything like that so you know we have a lot of national selection news from malta from the czech republic from or from czechia is it okay to say czech republic still uh so i noticed that on the background screen it literally said czech republic so maybe they just didn't have the budget for a new screen but (laughs) Wait, I so I don't I don't know I don't know maybe they're flip flopping a little bit. Um, I've been calling it Czechia since the announcement came out, but I mean I guess every I always thought it was kind of a lot to say Republic. Like Poland is also a Republic, and we don't say Republic of Poland when we talk mm. about it. So yeah, well we got stuff from them. We got stuff from Italy. We got stuff from Sweden. We have a lot of stuff going on, and also we got some exciting news from the Eurovision uh, official official accounts about who's finally participating, Mm long-awaited. And we also have some cute little updates from Renata about her birthday, which I know we had some questions about that. So, you know, last week was Junior Eurovision, but... You know, we could get into it now. But before we do that, we want to give a little bit of a shout out to our patrons. These are people who went over to patreon.com slash joint slay podcast to support the podcast. And also when you head over to Patreon and subscribe, you get early access to every single episode full length video ad free as well as a shout out in the episode and some bonus content that we'll be posting over there soon. So shout out to Meredith, Daniel, Obili, Alistair, Russell, Carolina, Shoegazer, Daniel, Kathleen, Suniva, Norbert, and Jackson. And shout out to everybody else who has been watching over here on YouTube, listening on Spotify and Apple Music or Apple Podcasts. We got uh, also some people sent me their us showing up in their tops for Spotify rap. Love that. Means a lot to us. So thank you to everybody who's been listening and supporting us everywhere. And as usual, let's get into the podcast. Yeah, so as Maxie said, we're going to do a little bit of a uh, recap, rewind from uh, my birthday. So, um, uh, happy birthday! Thank you, thank you so much. So, as I had mentioned on the episode preceding my birthday, um, I ran a birthday jury. If you're a Eurovision fan, you probably love ranking, and this particular ranking was some of my favorite Eurovision songs. And a whole bunch of people, Joint Slay listeners, went over and they ranked. So I had about 42 people in my jury, which was really exciting. Names I didn't know. So yeah. thank you to everybody who joined into. Uh, you know, put their take on my taste. And, 
Yeah, so I'm not going to do the whole 42 songs, but for people who didn't go and look at my ranking, the way that I did it was I kind of did it like a mini Eurovision where it wasn't like I just picked a whole bunch of songs that I like. I did one song for every country. And it wasn't in every case my necessarily favorite song from the country. Sometimes it was one that I really loved that I felt kind of like fit the whole vibe of everything. Also, I didn't necessarily want to pick a bunch of like winners because then my the top 10 result was probably mostly just going to be like the fan favorites anyway. So I kind of I was like strategically. You had a not- lot of unique stuff in there that like I some of them I forgot about. It was actually really hard for me to rank. A lot of people, some people were like, oh, that was really hard to rank. Other people were like, oh, that was so easy to rank <laughs> because my taste kind of is all over the place. So like if you're someone who really likes ballads, it was going to be really easy to rank because there would only be a few songs you really liked. Mm-hmm. If you really love fun, it would be hard because a lot of the songs were like really, really fun. Um, so uh, I'm going to do a top 12, actually. Um, And the reason that I'm doing the top 12 is because the 12th place got their 12 points from Maxi Rainbow. So I could not leave Maxi's number one song from my birthday jury off of the countdown. So at 12th (laughs) place uh, with 72 points was the Netherlands with Birth of a New Age. Woo! Robbed. Very robbed. I was so happy to see it come so well in my own personal jury. I still have battle scars over what happened with the zero points. I don't think I'll ever actually get over that. Uh, That was heartbreaking. It really is for me. It's one of the best songs to ever go to Eurovision. And the way that it got completely panned was just absolutely unacceptable. So congratulations to the Netherlands. 11th place with 74 points, so really close there. We had Iceland with Congratulations by Miss Sylvia Knight. Taste. I love this song. It was, like, so ahead of its time, honestly. Like, I think she's a genius. No, if they sent this now, you know what makes it such a great troll entry? I know we don't need to go, like, in-depth about everyone, but I just need to say this. What makes that such a great troll entry is the fact that, like, so many people didn't realize she was a troll. Right. They were, like, like, they just thought it was serious, which is hilarious. It's hilarious when you actually see it, and you see, like, her interviews and stuff, but I do love that it, like, leads into her interviews and everything. Like, that character, she was on it. But we stand her for the commitment. And if actually, if she had qualified, the story wouldn't have been as like enticing because it was the whole like aftermath of her not making it. That's really the the famous part. Yeah, that's true. Is like whatever the ugly people from Finland and like old bitch from Sweden or whatever oh it was. <laughs> that was crazy. I uh. love Sylvia and I, I would love to have that. Um, actress that artist come on the pod and do a conversation with us that would be so cool we probably could she like randomly followed me on snapchat one time i mean only because i followed her and i like sent her a message and was like i love you but then she followed me and i was like queen okay well we could better follow up with that and see if we can get (laughs) miss sylvia knight on the pod because that would be amazing um okay so the top 10 78 points goes to cypress with replay totally solid song 
Uh, ninth place with 88 points was Moldova with Trenoletul, which I mean, this song is so iconic, honestly. And I love the fact that it got more public vote points than Chanel. Um, it's just really funny to me. It is funny, even as a Chanel stan. It, oh, and I love Chanel too, but it's just like, really, she she had, they were a bunch of like Gen X, like dads. Um, but like, I feel like nobody expected it to get that result. But when you like, even being there, it was kind of crazy how that was the only song that got people up like that. Like, it got locals and the fans, like, everybody was excited. You can't not dance to that song. And there's something about Moldova in particular, where it's like, those people, they they love any excuse to dance in a line or a circle together. And that song just naturally makes you want to dance in a line in a circle. So, um, mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's why it kind of had that reaction for people. Uh, eighth place really surprised me, actually. I did not expect this one to come as high, which was Hungry with Origo. Oh, I, taste. I know. I was like, okay. Like, my, my friends and my fans are really tasteful because I, I was surprised by that one. So that was 91 points for eighth place. Uh, 113 points for seventh place. So a really big jump was Australia, Zero Gravity. Very solid, deserves to be in seventh. Sixth place with 114 points was Bulgaria, which this is really funny. So my phone has a Polish keyboard on it, but I write in the English one. But for some reason, every time I write Bulgaria, it puts it as Bulgaria, which is the Polish mm. version. So every time I've like kept copy and pasting this thing, it has the, the Polish Bulgaria. Um, uh, if love was a crime. Uh, fifth place with 117 points was Italy. Occidentalis karma. Occidentalis karma. I'm so sorry. I'm shocked <laughs> that got so high. I don't know why. I mean, it did well in Eurovision, but I didn't know people were still loving it. I mean, I'm still loving it. That really is one of my favorite Italian songs. Uh, okay, fourth place, 122 points. San Marino Adrenalina Miss Sending oh. Flow Motherfucking Rider. Flow Adrenalina. I was very happy to see an American come in the top four. Um, yes. Third that, place. They deserve that placement in Eurovision. That's right. That's very robbed. That Whatever, it was 13 points I think they got in the public, and Flow Rider is oh. just there with his little San Marino flag, like. That was crazy. That really did deserve to get the best result for them, but whatever. Yeah. Um, third place, 135 points, Norway, Spirit in the Sky. I had a feeling this one was going to go because it, it is a fan favorite, but it is my favorite song from Norway. In fact, I don't mm. particularly love Norway in Eurovision, actually. Mm. So when I was looking at the songs, I was like, Do you know what? I'm going to go with that one, even though it's a fan favorite. Uh, second place, so my top two here, 153 points goes to the best ballad and my favorite mm. winner, Serbia, Molitva. This song, this song just does it for me. I don't know if it was the, the year that it was where there was something going on with me, do with that what you will, audience, um, but I just... 
love I love this song. Uh, I had I had some roommates who I sh- I showed it to uh, a lesbian couple, and the next time that I saw them, one of the girls was like, "I have not been able to get her to stop playing Molitva, like at home in the car, just constantly listening to this song." And I was like, "Oh my god! Oh my gosh! I am a lesbian ballad uh, evangelist. This is amazing." I don't, I don't of- like that song. I'm not totally surprised that you don't. I mean, I did, but I don't know. I don't like it anymore. I had a lot of people give that 12 points. Um, one, two, three, six people actually gave that 12 points. Which, wow. I mean, it did come second, so you would expect a lot of 12s. But most of the other ones were not that many 12s. Uh, and then, okay, I wanted Vampires Are Alive to go first, come first. Which is what I gave my 12 points to. Um, Vampires Are Alive did not come first, though I really considered overriding the result and just saying that you guys are tasteless and uh, Vampires Are Alive is the winner. But I was going to be fair about this because the winner was so good that I just could not revoke a win from Belgium with Rhythm Inside. Uh. Uh, Oh, oh. Okay. I like it. I just, it didn't get my vote. I, I love this song. It's one of my favorite stagings ever. It's just so simple, so unique, so captivating, so bizarre, like with the laying and the marching and the, I don't know, everything about it. It's just perfect for me. I would love to see Loic Notet come back to Eurovision. Even if he sang in French, I would be all over him, like white on rice. Um, so that was my top 10 for my birthday, top 12, I guess, for my birthday jury. So again, thank you to everybody who participated in that. And I'll probably be doing other juries. So whenever my future juries pop up, I guess I'll mention them on the pod. We can drop a link for people um, because- Maybe we should do a joint sleigh jury. Uh, We should do a joint sleigh jury. Yeah. What would it be though? How would, how would I, we- You know up? what I think? I think like at the end of national selection season, all our favorites, then do a jury of that. That's a great idea. We should kind of cool. We're doing that. We're doing that. Get ready, guys. That's what we're going to do. And then the one other recap that I wanted to touch on was regarding Junior Eurovision. So I had mentioned previously that initially when it was live, I was going to do like this little watch party thing with my sister and her children. And it didn't end up happening. But that was good because I was able to like really focus on the show. So this past weekend, I went to my sister's house and we didn't watch the whole like two and a half hour show. I just watched like the live performance videos on YouTube because they're a three year old and a five year old. Okay, you guys like, let's be real. (laughs) They don't really have two and a half. If it was live, that would be one thing. But it was just it made more sense to just watch the video. Mm -hmm. So I can report back that they loved it. Absolutely (sighs) loved it. They were dancing like crazy to most of the songs. And I don't know what was up with the way that I couldn't figure out what the organization was that they were uploaded in for the little playlist. It definitely Mm. wasn't running order. It wasn't results order. I I don't know. I don't know what it was. Um, But it was kind of like a lot of the really fast songs were uh, Mm. at the front of it. Um, So they were just literally bouncing off the walls, like just like 
jumping up and down and off of the furniture. I had my little dog cookie with me and she's a chihuahua. So she's real skittish and she's like, oh, what's going on? Um, so I can say that they loved Armenia, like love, love, love Armenia. I'm too cool to be a fool. In my literally, in my Armenian hair. Yeah, you are. It's the Armenian hair. But oh my God, did she just, the, the, the little one, the little girl, she just loved it. Three years old. It was crazy because within like the first 30 seconds of it, she starts saying, this one's my favorite. And it was like, girl, it just started. Like, she me. just knew. She's so me. She's so you. So she knew right away that she loved it. Uh, she also loved Ukraine. And as soon as that song was over, she was like humming the, da, 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 da. I was like, whoa, like that's insane. She's like dancing around to the beat of the song even after it was oh over. She also loved Portugal and she loved Georgia. She was doing like these really like slow, Ooh. like uh, interpretive dances. And her older brother was doing a ton of like, uh, like break dance kind of style dancing. That was really Shed, ooh, yeah. Like it was. We got to get her those, those wings I posted on Twitter. Oh my God. Right. Yes. She, she loved it. He loved it too, but she really, really, really loved it. And in the, since, in the days since, so that was Sunday that we watched it. Yesterday, my sister sent me a message and said she was asking me to put on the music on the TV, mm. which was Junior Eurovision. And today, my sister sent me another message saying that she was like demanding to watch like her music show. And Aww. she sent me this video and my sister gave me permission to play it uh, because it doesn't show the little girl's face. I don't even want to say her name. I'm just going to call her yeah. <laughs> my niece. Um, it doesn't show her face or anything. So my sister said it's cool to post it just so people can see her dancing to Yan girls. She was so tired. My sister was like, she's so tired, but she just had to watch her show. And you can see Aww. at the end, like she's she's like like try she's like trying her best to dance. And then she does this thing on the floor, like a break dance pose. I mean, it's just so sweet. I'm like so obsessed. I told my sister, I was like, don't tell her that there's 20 years of this show because you're never going to I was going to say, so we got a Euro fan. Oh my God. We'll, I'll go and babysit and we'll get, I'll get her obsessed. Oh my God. Honestly. Well, now I know what to do with them. Like other times when uh -huh. I go, I can show them. I might make a, I might make a playlist. Maybe you can help me make a playlist of like the most like kid friendly. I've, obviously they're all kid friendly, but maybe like the best ones to yeah. like show them. Um, Cause they loved it. Yeah. Adorable. Oh yeah. I mean, it's so nice to actually see like the perspective of a, of um, children and remember what the contest is for and, and see them love it and like see that happiness and excitement that comes from a child watching other kids perform. Like, I don't know. It's so pure. It reminds you the purity behind, behind junior Eurovision. It was super pure. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. So I'm glad that we could kind of recap a little bit of that. Um, especially cause I know like they're like, like my birthday and stuff had to like kind of get canceled because there was so much stuff going on. So I'm just glad to kind of, you know, put a little yeah. heart shaped period on that uh, part of the story. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it all ended up good. Yeah. In the end, which is good. <laughs> so now on to Eurovision news. The first bit of news is a little bit old, but, you know, it was delayed from, you know, 
junior Eurovision and all of that. Um, but it was the MESC, the Malta Eurovision Song Contest results and who qualified. Now, I tried to tune into this show, but you can imagine. You can imagine. <laughs> I I sat there, I clicked on it, and I remember sitting there being like, oh, wait, this is not like a normal national selection. There are no performances in this. They already performed. It was just results, but it was like two hours of voting before we got to results. So it's just them, you know, cutting up. So I quickly clicked out and I just waited for them <laughs> to be posted online. Um, but uh, there was some excite. I feel like I was excited about some of these results. So yeah. I'm just going to go through who qualified. So we had <clears throat> Mariana Conte, Conte with her song Venom. Sarah Bonici with her song Loop. Gratitude with her song Topic Blah Blah. Love Greta. Janvi or Janvi with his song Man. Haley with her song Tell Me That It's Over. Ryan Hill with his song Karma. Erba with their song Sirena. Nathan with his song Ghost. Denise with her song Mara, Matt Black with his song Banana, Gail Attard, Gail Attard with her song Wild Card, Lisa Gauchi with her song Breathe. So I'm going to be honest. If you want to know our in-depth thoughts on these songs, go back to the their, their corresponding semis and hear about it. Because I don't even remember all these songs. There were a lot of songs. But the ones I remember, I am very excited about Denise going through, but to be honest, I had no doubts that she would go through. But who I was so excited about was Greta Tood going through. And honestly, I mean, I don't want to say I don't think she didn't expect it, but you could tell how fucking excited she was because she was just there for the experience. She's a Euro fan. She's just excited for the opportunity to be in this selection. And I was so happy when when she qualified because she really did do an amazing job in that performance. And I'm so excited that she's going to get to deliver her whole vision on a bigger stage. And like, we're going to get to see exactly what she wants to show with that. Like, I'm so excited about that. Absolutely. Because it's like for a drag artist, your audition performance is not the real vision. I mean, for all of them, that's true. But I feel like especially in something that is so heavily visually based as an artwork, like Mm -hmm. whatever Gratitude does, like it's going to be amazing. Like I'm looking forward most to that one because I think the other performances is just going to be like, okay, better clothes, maybe Mm -hmm. some interesting staging. But like, I think the Gratitude package is going to really be filled out once we get like her performance and God, imagine what is the outfit going to be? Because the outfit that she wore for the audition was pretty cool. Yeah. And there was, like, the whatever fake magazine prop. I know. That's the thing. Like, she already put so much. Like, she's already had such a clear vision. She did that just in the audition. Like, imagine what she's going to deliver. And that does, um, I guess, kind of lead into these. I mean, there's more people that qualified that we could talk about. But I, I didn't actually realize this until I was, like, typing up all our notes for this. And I, and I learned. So... The grand final is set for January 2024, but at the live show, they will not be performing because they are performing. They are going to be pre-recorded live performances, and they have a budget of 5,000 euro 
to go towards a music video that will also be shown. So they're going to show the music video and the live performance. Both are pre-recorded. I mean, obviously the music video is pre-recorded, but yeah. those are going to be pre-recorded and then shown. So you're going to see the song twice in the live show, and then people will have um, you know, time to vote for who their favorite was after that. They will have 60 minutes to record three takes of their live performance. Um, and... I think that's actually kind of interesting and exciting. Um, like, I like the idea that they get, they're, you know, going to get to pick their best take. Um, you know, they have more control in that. So and that's, that's how live on tape worked for Eurovision when they were doing that, like in 2021 was they got a period yeah. of time and they could choose whichever was their best. And it might've literally been three takes in 60 minutes. Actually, that sounds yeah, familiar probably. to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I like the idea that like, okay, I mean, maybe sound will be off or whatever still, but it's, it's kind of, you know, it leaves you to have your best moment and be able to like choose what you are going to end up presenting to people. And especially with the music video, I mean, 5,000 Euro isn't that much, but it's cool that they're providing a budget to everybody to make it a little more fair. Um, it's not nothing. That's for sure. Yeah. It's, it's actually nothing. pretty impressive coming from Malta low key. Well, and there's a lot of people. So there's what 12, yeah. right? So that's, uh, yeah. I'm not good at math, but I think that's 60,000 euros. That's kind of a lot of money. I don't that know if, is. are they, are they allowed to use any extra money of their own, like self-finance or is it like a rule where like, you have 5,000 to make I'm it totally. I'm assuming they can do, I'm assuming they can add to it. Cause it just says $5,000 PBS is contributing to each artist. So I'm assuming you can do more. I mean, I feel like it'd be kind of hard to, kind of hard to control that. Like, cause I also wonder like, do they have like. Like, I don't know, like, do they have film people that can help with it? You know, because like, I, if I if they were like, make a music video, I'd be like, bitch, I don't know. Who do I contact? I don't know. I um, mean, I feel like to me, it sounds probably like, and maybe I'm wrong, but I'm I'm guessing it would be kind of like with UMK where they all they film all of, but maybe, maybe not though. Maybe that's what the live on tape is that. So obviously the yeah. network is doing the live on tape stuff because they have to have the same sound shit to compare apples to apples. So, so we know it probably is like they have to, you know, the five grand is that you can pay a videographer and yeah. editor and all that stuff. So but I think that's interesting. I think it's kind of weird to think about watching the song twice. Like, are you going to watch the song twice or are you going to watch all the videos and then all of the songs? Yeah. I do wonder how that's gonna go because it it will be a little weird to have them back to back um, because then also like I feel like you're even more at a disadvantage if you're early whereas if they show all the live performance then all the music videos maybe they could have different running orders or something like to make it a little more fair in that way I don't know I don't know how they're gonna present it but I am excited you know what I'm excited about is like they're actually trying different stuff. And even a lot of it yes. is like different stuff that we've, we, I haven't seen other national, I mean, yeah, we've seen UMK do it where they have, they released the music videos, but I've never seen it like presented as the whole national selection, like show with having a music video as one of the presentations. Like, I think that's very interesting. Um, and I'm I excited appreciate to see that. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's so many countries that are kind of stuck in ruts with their format in Norway. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um uh but 
like to see people do something new and something fresh and just try just fucking try something yeah and what does malta have to lose with trying something new because they've not had like super wow results over the past couple years so why not and i do like the move towards like it's not just about eurovision like the other countries like they some of them, like the ones that I just mentioned, like they do look at it as being like interesting programming mm. on its own. So to see yeah. other people do something where they're just making interesting programming, I think that's really cool. And of course, there's another country we're going to talk about who had a pretty interesting uh, format change as well. Oh my but. gosh, yes, yes. So <clears throat> do we have anything else to say on Malta? No, actually, I don't. Okay, well, I'm still rooting for um, Mata. That's what I'm saying. And I still think they should go with that. But anyways. Um, oh, yeah. Do you know what? There is one more thing to say. A little bit of a teaser. When we get a little bit closer to January, we're going to have a little special guest. Uh, we decided to start bringing people onto the show. So keep an eye out if you want to hear more about Malta. We're going to have a little special guest, someone who's very familiar with the music industry there, to kind of maybe maybe like a pre-show warm-up to talk about everything regarding Malta. Uh, so look forward to that. Yes, for sure. I'm excited about that as well. And on to another national selection that be switching things up, be trying things new. And they're, you know, they're, they're working with what they got. And that is the Czech Republic. That is Czechia with their national selection, ESCZ. Uh, so we had previously just kind of talked about how they were going to be doing this live show. And we didn't really have any details on it. You know, we didn't know how it was going to go. So it happened. It all happened very fast. I feel like everything was revealed. Like, and then, I don't know. I always get really confused with the Czech Republic because why, like, do the songs suddenly start being posted, like, sporadically a few days before? I you know, We got to start refining that a little bit more. But, um, so all the performances, they, basically, they performed in, it was more, it was a club. Right. It was like a like a little show venue. And mm -hmm. so that's where the show went on. So as opposed to like last year, which was like kind of on the stage, they tried something new. They had the same uh, presenter. So it wasn't me. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and and I I watched the show. It was it was actually very entertaining. I felt like there were a lot of, you know, problems, but it was you know, again, they're trying different things and they're trying to keep it fresh and they're trying to see what sticks and they're trying to see what works. They had, um, what was, what's his name? Albert? Oh, um, uh, Os Albert, sorry. Uh, uh, not Oscar. Is it, was it Oscar? I thought it was Albert. Caesar. Well, yeah, but no, the, um, there's not much between us now. Do you know what I mean? Oh, Lake his name's Malawi. Albert, right? Is his name, I don't know what his is name his is. Is his name Albert? Why am I calling him Albert? <laughs> I don't know if his name is Albert. Well, they had Lake Malawi come on and perform in performance, like the opening, um, which was cute because I like totally forgot how much I loved him. I actually loved his song in the Polish national selection way more. Lucy, oh, so good. Lucy. Were you a fan of that? Because um, I know you hated the girl he was up against. Uh, no, I don't think I was a fan of that one, but I love Friend of a Friend. I love Lucy. I think it's better than Friend of a Friend. Personally. Actually, Friend of a Friend was my check entry in my birthday jury. Oh, yeah. I, I wish I remembered who I voted for. But um, but uh, then the performances went on and the way that the show kind of worked was there was an interview with Caesar Sampson, which was very random. <laughs> yeah. uh, he was OK, though. He was pretty good, I thought. 
He was. I didn't I didn't really like that he kind of almost was acting as like like giving his opinions on the songs. Like even though they were all kind of positive, I kind of just wanted to hear the artist talk. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I was yeah. like like he was acting as a mentor almost, which was, you know, cute, I guess, but I didn't I didn't really care to see that, but Yeah, that is true. I guess sometimes I, I found him talking more than the artists. I definitely did notice that. But I did think it was it was interesting just the idea of like having having any kind of dialogue happening instead of just throwing them on stage or doing like a little like postcard where you see them like fapping around the studio. Like, yeah. And it was nice. One one thing to note was the whole show is in English which was nice for us to follow. It was just was interesting because the whole, whole show was in English. And I guess, you know, yeah. I think that's smart as hell. Yeah. Um, so I saw some people complaining about it, but it's like, okay, the Czech audience does not care about this program. No. They're not going to immediately, the way that they're going to win people over is by having consistently good results in Eurovision to make people care about Eurovision. Yeah. The only people who care about it are Euro fans. You could tell that they catered the show to Euro fans, like having it all in English. Of course, there were Czech subtitles for the interview, which was, you know, good for mm-hmm. the actual like domestic audience. But I thought that was really smart because again, Czech people aren't voting for Czech Republic and Eurovision. It makes sense for countries to make their national finals from the beginning. Get people invested now. Don't Mm. put in the work later. Don't be running to every single um, news organization on the turquoise carpet to tell everybody in the cameras why they should vote for you then, while ignoring all the fans behind Pasha Parpani. Um, uh, Don't do that. Did he do that? He kind of did. Yeah. Um, I I noticed there were a few people who like only talked to the press side. Like they did. Mm -hmm. It was like their dancers would hang around the uh, public side and other people only talk to the press because that's that's how you get the international vote. You need to go to the camera and say, oh, I love your country. You should vote for me and my song. Like everyone does that. So like you don't like that doesn't actually help you. I don't think what helps you is getting Euro fans excited as early as you possibly can so that they feel invested in your song later personally is what I think. Um, but I mean, just generally speaking, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that this was necessarily like the strongest, uh, selection. I mean, 2022, I think it was, or, the one yeah. that had Domi and running that out was of the time. best. Unreal. They have yet to hit that again. I mean, Vesna overall was better than all the songs that were in that selection, but that selection was the strongest. That selection was, I mean, like thinking back to those songs, it was like hard for me to choose my favorites. Like I remember being happy about Domi, but being sad about everybody else. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I do, there's a part of me that feels like there just were a lot of problems and like, we'll get in into like all the issues, but um, it, it felt like if we cannot fix the audio issues, like this is two years now, if we can't fix the audio issues, then don't be doing this. Just go back to either presenting a music video and voting on a music video mm-hmm. or go back to what we did in 2022, which had those like in studio 
like light box kind of those were good live, live performances that are still like you know refined and then also a music video like go back to that because i just don't think we have the budget to put on what needs to be done i think that actually this would have been a really cute presentation for the winner have everybody come out and do their little live performances one last time and then here's the winner because it felt like it didn't feel like what we should be judging our votes off of you know what i mean yeah it did kind of the whole setup was a little bit more like um pre-party setup yeah which seemed like it would have been amazing to be in the audience yeah um, for that i wonder actually if esc gabe is going to do a video because he was actually there in the audience mm -hmm. um but i i have to say euro fans will literally find any excuse to criticize over the tiniest little details somebody had posted a picture from like the like a like an oblique angle of the stage while the house lights are up and like yeah. everything's being tested and everyone oh what a horrible stage blah 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 they can't run a contest blah 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 and i then the, then the show happens and you see the stage and you're like the stage is fine like it's there's nothing amazing super wow special about it but it's not crap like they have an led screen they have some cool lighting fixtures it's inside of a club like mm -hmm. give a little bit of grace to the czech republic here yeah. and i bet it was awesome in the studio or it the looked SNU. like so much fun yeah. and i mean that's the thing at the end of the day guys a national selection is not about i mean what it's about is it's selecting the best song and the Czech Republic, what they do is they usually have amazing songs. Maybe they don't have the highest production of these things, but at the end of the day, none of that matters. That's not, they're not sending that performance mm -hmm. to Eurovision. This is just to select the entry. So, and a lot of countries have high budget, huge big stages, and they got horrible songs. And all those high budgets and everything doesn't save them because they had a horrible song. You know, so a lot of y'all's countries maybe need to, you know, focus a little more on the music than the show that they're trying to put on for the selection. And then maybe you'll get a good entry. Yeah. Um, you know, because they came top 10 last year. Yeah. Yeah, they did. So, so let's let's talk a little bit about the songs then. Um, so the first one that came on was uh, by Ico and the song was Pedestal. Um, so I have to say, I really love this one. Uh, the stage performance was wildly chaotic. She was doing way too much. I would have liked it if she had focused a little bit more on actually singing the song, but I totally loved it because uh, first of all, I used to have hair like her, like I had mm. bangs and like blue dip kind of like fob. Is it blue? It, it was blue. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I literally used to have hair like that. I loved her like DSTM knockoff bodysuit. I thought that looked really good. I thought like that everyone looked really hot and I love it when people are hot and sexy. So um, that did it for me. It was just, it was, it was just a lot was happening. And I did like that the, the vibe of the music was very much the type of stuff I listened to when I was like a teenage, like an angsty teenager. And now I'm an angsty adult. Uh, and still listen to that kind of stuff. So I I liked that it was just, it felt really like raw and it felt really Riot Girl. And I 
think I haven't voted yet, but I think that I am going to vote actually for pedestal. Wow, that's crazy you say that because I voted for this song. Um, I was really struggling because I did feel like she Loki had the worst live performance, but I also felt like after watching, like watching hers, I said, "Oh fuck, she ain't getting my vote." And then I watched everyone's. I was like, oh, Shay, nobody getting my vote. Like, <laughs> it was like everybody didn't have good live performances. So um, I don't really want to fault anybody. Like, I did not. I was like, I can't vote off of these live performances because of that. Um, so she ended up getting my vote. I love this. I feel like they've had. I feel like this is the type of genre of music that's like gotten a resurgence lately, especially with like Olivia Rodrigo has kind of brought that back and people love Paramore. And totally. I mean, they never left, but, um, and, and we really haven't seen much of this kind of sound um, in Eurovision. I feel like we've gotten a lot in selections, but we haven't gotten it in Eurovision. And I mm -hmm. think this is, this is good. I, I, I think it's my favorite of the, of the group. Well, okay, I guess we can just end it there then, because <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, I overall don't find the selection as strong as other years, which makes me sad. I'm like not as excited about any of these. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, well, well, I'm just gonna pop out of order just to say that I felt like the song by Lenny, Good Enough, kind of exemplified the whole ESCZ. It, you know, it was good enough. It was, you know, it was decent. Like it was definitely a show and I enjoyed watching it. It was, it was, it wasn't a total crap, you know, fest. It was, it was, it was good enough. Um, but yeah. Uh, so I guess we'll say what we thought about that song by, by Lenny. Apparently she is an established artist. So the others are kind of up and comers, but she's established. Um, she kind of like was sitting at like a piano and it was a little bit ballady. Um, I thought the lyrics were good and she was really confident. Like she had one of the better live performances. You could just tell that she was more experienced. Like she, mm. it, she was no stranger to getting up on a stage and singing live. Um, and I feel like this could potentially be the one that they choose. But then again, I don't know. But just based on the live performances, I felt like this one came off the cleanest. Um, so I think that that, you know, I think there's potential here. I would not vote for it, though. Yeah, I get what you're saying, because she had one of the strongest like live performances. Like you could tell she's like a refined performer. She's figured it out. She knows what she's doing. I just think the song. It's it's like the title. It's just, it's good enough. It's fine. That's what it is. If they sent it, I'd say, oh, cute. Yeah. But like, yeah. I don't know. It doesn't make me excited. Like, I'd rather send a fun song. I don't need a, like, that's the thing. Okay. Because the other thing is, we must remember, Vesna had their failed live performance. Mm -hmm. And We Are Dami had a failed live performance. Now, their live performance in the selection was fine. But I don't know. Maybe people just have, like, you know, selective memory loss like i remember completely like through all the lead up to the contest every single live performance they did horrible i'm gonna be honest i i didn't tweet it because i didn't want to be mean because i do love we are domi um yeah. and actually for people who don't know her dad is a hockey player and i'm a huge hockey fan i recently oh, really? watched a uh a fight with uh her her uh, with her father 
because um, he's Dominic Hasek. That's his name. She's Dominica Hasek. She's named after him. Uh, oh. Because I, I, he's a goalie. I love goalies. And I was watching a goalie fight compilation, and there was a goalie fight with Dominic Hasek. And I'm like, oh my God, it's Domi's dad. Um, but when she started singing, I was like, oh, so I see all the touring hasn't helped her improve her live performances because she sounds terrible. Because that was like, that's what I remember too, because her, whatever that in studio, because that was like a, like a live vocal recording, sounded mm -hmm. great for the selection, but she never sounded good again until really the live show for Eurovision yeah. where she sounded great. So um, she's not the most consistent performer, but I still love her anyway. And everyone's not on 100% of the time. So I don't hold that against her. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, but that's the thing is at the end of the day, where it matters most is at Eurovision. And yeah. low key, what we've seen in with with the Czech Republic is picking the best song ends up working out in the end. Picking the best song and not fully basing it off of the Because if we didn't vote for... Vesna, like Pam Rabbit would not have gotten a top 10 finish. No. She wouldn't have. So like, I don't know, just because she had a good live performance. Well, that's also a potential non-qualifier based on the song, a, pr a probable non-qualifier. So true. You know. Uh, so another song was by Ellie, the angel share. Mm. Um, I'm going to be honest, I don't remember this one very well, but I'm looking at my notes and I said at the time, damn, she has a great voice. Song doesn't feel super original, which is why I can't recall the song because it didn't, it didn't, it didn't stand out to me really in any way. Um, but I felt at least at the time that it was something that could be elevated a little bit for Eurovision if they went with it. I mean, it helps to be a great singer. It sounds like Centuries by Fallout Boy. And it was killing me. And I was like, I could not figure out what it sounded like. What's because that, that sound chorus. Like? So, <clears throat> oh, how does it go? So her song is like, da -da -na 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 -na, but it's so powerful. <gasps> yeah, okay. I hate that Fallout Boy song, actually. Yes. They, they used to play it on hockey commercials talking about hockey again it's hockey season right now it's on my brain um so funny well, it's story. funny that i just sang her song and you remember you knew what the fallout boy was yes so you're right they are similar enough uh, a funny story about fallout boy i saw fallout boy in 2003 before they were famous they what? opened for a local band uh in my town and my the the venue was literally an old movie theater run by a Christian church that was straight edge that didn't like serve alcohol oh. or anything. And um, it was literally, my town has 4,000 people in it. I saw Fallout Boy play in a college town that had 4,000 people in 2003 before they got famous. I went to that show, didn't know who Fallout Boy was. I was there for Punchline. Oh. <laughs> Crazy. It was so crazy whenever they became big because I did like remember them. I was like literally 13 at the time. I know my mom was a fan of Fallout Boy, but I don't know if that was just because it was my like my sister liked them or what. But I don't know. I didn't like the song. I felt like it was I don't get why Euro fans are obsessing over it so much. Are they? Because I yes. Oh, my God. They love the song. They like are swearing this about to win Eurovision. I'm like, y'all need to. Get with it. 
Because I was like, this is not clicking with me because this just sounds so much like something I've already heard. When I figured it out, I was like, oh my God, it does sound like that song. And it's just, it's like one of those, yeah, I just don't like it. I just don't like it. It's it's just generic. AI makes a ballad. Yeah. Yeah, that one was a miss. Um, the other one. You know when you, one. well, you know when you, uh, when you use AI and you could tell kind of where it came from. Mm. That's that's the vibe. Mm. I could tell. Oh, I heard centuries was in there. Yeah, it. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, the next song was also a miss for me, and I don't want to be overly critical of this one because I've already seen some people say some really mean stuff. And um, Gianna Lay with Starlet, she had kind of said sort of in the little interview thing with Caesar, kind of about like insecurity and whatever. So like, I really don't want to beat her down. It just doesn't seem right. But uh, all I had in my notes for her was I'm gonna need to find out where she bought those boots because she was wearing like knee high like bright green stiletto boots and they oh. looked awesome and like i oh kind, yeah i partially loved her style she kind of had like a bolero well, she stole one. my vagina jacket <laughs> vagina jacket yes yeah, she stole my vagina jacket hold on let me get this vagina jacket it's sitting right here she stole my vagina jacket this is my vagina jacket my infamous vagina jacket with oh the, wait what all the it, sleeves it totally is kind of she like she stole that. my That's vagina so jacket you know, so I think your jacket's uh, better actually. It was expensive. It better be. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I mean, I actually like this song. Oh, really? I mean, That's funny. I, I did love the per, uh, the performance of it. But I actually, this was one of the songs when I was listening to it, and I was like, actually, it's cute. It's like, I don't know. It kind of, I like the vibe of it. Like, I want to listen to it more. I haven't like listened to many of the studio versions of these songs yet. But this was one where I thought, oh, I like the song. Like, it's a vibe. I don't see it for Eurovision. It doesn't feel competitive, but it actually feels, like, really cute and, like, personal and 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 a nice vibe. Like, I actually really like this one. It's probably oh, in my okay. top three. Oh, well, that's cool to hear. Yeah, I mean, it it did kind of have, like, a... A little bit of... Maybe sounded a little bit like a demo... Or mm. like something that could use a lot more work to become great. Um, or maybe like a B-side on a mid-level pop stars album that like might or might not make it to the radio. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't super standout to me. But I mean, I didn't I don't like hate it. I don't hate it. I think people are trashing it a little bit too much, which was like I said. Why yeah, I that makes me really... sad to hear that people are doing that because I I liked it. <laughs> Yeah, she's like everyone's last place that I've seen. Oh! Yeah. I think they were worse than her, probably, but um, song-wise, at least. Because um, the poor girl was not feeling very confident on the stage. I felt a little bit bad for her. I feel that, though. Um, someone who was not feeling unconfident on stage, though, was My the... Twin. Your twin, Nitty. This red flag parade was out of control. I mean, I knew I was going to like it because in the little interview with Caesar, they described their music as glamtronic. And I'm like, that fits. Like, I was like, you're on to something here. I can already tell. Uh, I thought this was great. I thought it could be awesome at Eurovision. It could also not qualify at Eurovision. Um, it had a little bit of eat your salad 
kind of energy to it where like, yes, it's really fun on stage and it's performed really well, but there's not a ton of substance. People don't seem to respond well to the like simulated or self-censored cursing because the lyrics of the chorus is something like they basically, uh, you could tell they are going to say bitch. Yeah, I'm not like saying she, she's a witch. Um, something she's a uh so a i i don't think that that actually plays very well at eurovision i don't think people uh. like that so i thought it was great for me this is my second place i'm definitely gonna rock out to this song i don't think it's a good idea to send it to eurovision though despite her being a really strong performer mm. this is the other one i've been seeing most people say they think should go to eurovision um i don't like it I don't like the super rhymy lyrics. Deeper than the ocean. Da, da, da. I don't know. It's just, it wasn't given for me. Um, and it's just cheesy. Like, it's just cheesy to me. It's unserious, but not like, not comedic or humorous either. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, it's wild, but it's not, it's not Eat Your Salad because Eat Your Salad had humor to a, 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 an important message. It was like about like, you know, environmentalism and stuff but it was yeah, stupid i, I, I had think a vegetarian so i'm just gonna say that right now i don't believe well, for a second those guys are vegetarian oh probably not <laughs> but you know they were trying you know it's like you know yeah it's just it's it's given me not it's given surefire not qualifier for me um just because of that because like people love a little humor and people love a little fun but they want it to be a little more than that i didn't get them mm -hmm. all you know yeah and it, it, whenever you did that deeper than the ocean part, that that particular part actually really stood out to me because that kind of that kind of beat that they have right there, I immediately thought of Monoskin. That's so true. Yeah. So it just it it didn't feel super original in that sense. So, I mean, like, I liked it. I really like it. I like it more than you liked it. But yeah, I don't, I don't think that this is a, a smart choice. No. Uh, the next song, uh, song number six, there were only seven songs, um, was by, I don't know if I wrote, did I write this down right? Tom Sean, it was not his name, Tom Sean. The guy has two first names. Um, dopamine, <laughs> dopamine overdose. <laughs> Um, um, this one, I feel like it has potential. I wasn't super keen on the rhyming of sweaty body and teriyaki. Um, <laughs> I thought that was a little bit much. I felt like the sweaty body teriyaki line, my reaction to that was kind of similar to the way a lot of people felt about, I can smell you like an animal. Where like, I, I, that lyric never bothered me. This one, I had kind of a visceral reaction to. Like, I laughed out loud, but it's not supposed to be funny. And I feel like that's not really uh, great. Um, I felt like the music itself, like the beat was like pretty sick. And I could see it like getting the crowd really going in Euro Club and people having a lot of fun to this song. Um, but I don't i don't know i didn't have like a total like wow factor for me i love this one this was my <laughs> second um the my only gripe with it honestly is that lyric 
like I don't even mind this. I mean, just change teriyaki. Can we say something else? I don't mind hearing about your sweaty body because he's kind of hot. So I'll I'll see that sweaty body all day long. But the teriyaki ain't working for me. I mean, it could literally be whatever. Sweaty body. Why don't you put it on me? Like it could, Mm. you know. Someone send that to him. Yeah. You know, so it could have been a very easy change. I don't, I, and I was just watching uh, Eurovision Tom's reaction. And he was literally like, wait, is teriyaki sweet? And then I was thinking about, and I'm like, actually, I think teriyaki is a fully umami flavor. Like it is savory. Like it's like a salty mm. savory. I don't think teriyaki is sweet. Yeah. So weird lyric. I don't know, but I like teriyaki. So I'll eat them both up. Um, no, I, <laughs> I don't know. I actually really like this one. This was the first one I wanted to go and listen to because I didn't think the live performance was that good. And I said, oh, I want to go and hear what this actually sounds like in the studio. The beat is so good. Like, I actually think that Loki, if he were to revamp this a little bit, fix that lyric, this one might have the best chance in Eurovision, mm. I think, of all these entries. Um, Sexy guy I, never hurts. So he was hot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I just feel like, I don't know. I don't, I still, even though if, like, Aiko is my favorite and it's who I voted for, I don't know if that would do better than this one in Eurovision. Yeah. Um, And, okay, there we go. Thomas Robin, Out of My Mind, was the last song. I thought it was interesting that the two men in the contest got put at the end. Uh, it's kind of a weird running order, a little out of balance. It, it was it was giving Junior Eurovision at first with all the girls. Um, I thought that this one was okay. Um, I did not like that he reminded me of an old roommate who was a not good person. So as long as I wasn't looking at him and just listening to the song, I was digging it. Um, but I, it, I, did, I wasn't digging it enough to, like, want to vote for it. Like, it's not like it was a contender for me. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, this one just didn't stick out for me. Mm-hmm. You know? Fine. Whatever. But, like, it gave me... I would hear it in a Romanian National Selection vibes. Mm. Ouch. And I don't know yeah. what I mean by that, but... <laughs> But that's just the vibe I got. I just, I don't know. I think, uh, like, putting the two men back to back and they didn't have, like, wildly different vibes um, to their songs, this one wasn't as good as the other one, so. I would agree. Yeah, I would definitely choose dopamine overdose over out of my mind. Yeah. Yeah. But that was the national selection for Miss Czechia. And uh, voting ends the 11th of December. So get your votes in, vote for your faves, um, and the results will be revealed the next day. So we get in a fucking entry on the 12th. It's exciting. The day before my court date. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's going to be an exciting week for you. Exactly. I mean, I don't know. I'm not excited about any of these. You know, I'm like usually goes, I usually go into these like pretty invested in an entry. Like, I did an inspired look for um, Yezinki. Mm-hmm. I did an inspired look for Vesna. I don't care about any of these, to be honest. Any of them could win. I don't really yeah. care. I hate to say that, but I was kind of expecting more 
because I did see people saying that this was the strongest selection that they've had. No. You know, you know that was nice of you for you to give them that. <laughs> but I don't know <laughs> if that was true. <laughs> but but Definitely still, not I mean, it was still good. Yeah. I wonder what the two songs were, because originally it was supposed to be five, and they added two on for seven. So I wonder which two songs it was that they decided that they had to have. Like, who might we not have seen if they had only done five? I feel like probably Starlet. I feel like that seemed like one that sneaked in. You think, though? Like, I feel like it has to be something like... I don't know, because I'm also looking at it and I'm trying to think of like, oh, is it like a nice, diverse selection? I think it was. Mm-hmm. I think Starlet adds to that, though. Like, It was the only know. like actual pop song looking at it now. Yeah. Because like Midi's a little bit like, you know, kind of like more on the pop, pop rock alternative. Yeah, maybe that's true. Maybe I feel like it could have been Starlet and Out of My Mind. Yeah, I, I would say so. Hmm. I mean, we'll never know. And maybe it wasn't like, oh, which two make it in? It might have literally just been like they couldn't they they whittled it down from 10 to seven and then they couldn't choose anyone else. They couldn't agree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was a fun little selection, you know, nice to have. I like I like the bite sized nature of it where it wasn't it wasn't a three day contest that goes five hours oh, every God, day like some other contests which we're about to talk about yes <laughs> if like the audience some... can guess yes can you guess what is next well <clears throat> next up uh to announce was san well i don't know if this was next up to announce but san ramo had been teasing or not they weren't teasing but there were all these rumors of who was going to San Remo blah 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 but they finally released the official 30 acts actually I don't know if this is 30 I think it actually might be 27 um let me just do a little count real quick because the reason I say that is because they do like a newcomers and only I believe three Yes, so it's 27. There will be 30. So three people will come out of the newcomers. There, We do have the list of newcomers, but we don't know who they are because they're all newcomers. Right. Okay, so we're not going to go over this. Um, but three of those people from the newcomers will advance to make this group 30 in mm. the final, which is a lot of fucking people. Um, and they just all go, like, they all perform. You know, like, it's not like some get eliminated. They all perform, I'm fairly certain. So, I think so. Yeah, that's right. Every that's night, crazy. three song, uh, a different song every night. Yeah. So this is a great lineup, though. I gotta say, as you're not a San Remo girly, Mm-mm. you're not. So you might not be familiar with a lot of these people, but um, but overall, last year was not a very strong San Remo. I felt, um, and this this has me kind of gagging. This is insane to me. When this lineup came out, I was gagged after gagged after gagged, shook. We have so many San Remo winners and like former Eurovision contestants. So um, some of the names that y'all might be familiar, you might be familiar as well, Renata. We've got Emma from 2014 uh, with her song La Mia Chita or whatever. Did that have like a bunch of flowers on the stage? Was that that one? 
No, that was Francesca in oh, 2016. Okay. This was, she was in the white and gold kind of gold armory type of thing. I don't think she won San Remo. I believe that the person who won San Remo that year did not go. Because mm. um, if I remember correctly, all the recent female singers did not win San Remo. Because Francesca also did not win San Remo. She came like second or whatever. And both of them, their singers that won, didn't go to Eurovision. So they picked them. Because did I they, that's all the thing. Did they get rid of right of first refusal? I'm pretty sure they did last year. Did they carry that over to this year? Because it used to be that if you won, you didn't have to go to Eurovision. But I distinctly remember last year that saying still, if you win, you go like you, when you sign the contract for San Remo, you say if you win, you're going. I believe their right of refusal is still on because that's what I saw on the Wikipedia. Okay. So, you know, but I think the thing is, is Eurovision is becoming a little more well-respected in general. Um, But I mean, in 2016, the person refused to go. So, you know, it could always happen again. Um, But also Diodato is in the running once again. So he was supposed to represent Italy. Well, he did represent... He represented okay. Italy in 2020, but of course the contest was canceled. But he, don't worry, he got to perform on that stage in Turin. Um, so it worked out in that sense. But I'm very excited to see him back. Um, I also feel very honored that I got to see him perform both in Turin and I got to see him perform um, in the U or no in a in a in a pre party. So I got oh. to see him twice, which was very exciting. Um, then also. Uh, Il Volo, who represented Italy in 2015, I believe they came second or they won the, um, they came third maybe, but they, I know they won the Televote. Yeah. So it's funny to have like Diodato and then Il Volo because Diodato was amazing and I think very well could have won. And I would have been so happy about that. I still get emotional whenever I listen to Fairumore. Um, Il Volo though, I could not stand that song. I hated it. And every time I saw it getting points, I was like, oh, really? Like, could we have chosen like a more like stereotypical generic Italian ballad? But And as much as I like don't like Mons, it's like, well, okay, but the other options who Paulina Gagarina Evola. I don't want any of them to win. That was a that was nightmare blunt rotation for that top three. Oh, right my there. God. <laughs> oh, and then we also have Mahmoud, who he don't know how to lose San Remo. He won both in 2019 and 2022 and went to Eurovision with his song Soldi and Brividi with uh, uh, Blanco. Blanco. And that's exciting. I mean, I feel like, I mean, he's like a staple now and it's kind of crazy to see him back again. Like I already didn't expect him to come back again in in 2022. So but Bye. then again, like he just skips a year. He's like, all right, take one year off, like whatever. Like take two years off and now I'm back. Maybe not two, it was three years, but whatever. He's back again. That's crazy. But yeah, so I loved Soldi. I wasn't crazy about Brivity. Yeah. But I think he's better solo. Like I, I, I don't agree. know that I liked the duet aspect. I agree. But I've never heard a song from him that I didn't like, like at least as a solo artist. I mean, I like Brividi. It just wasn't my favorite. Like I I like both Blanco and Mahmoud better solo than they were together. Yeah. But um that I mean, I'm very excited to see him there. Uh we also let's see, is there oh um 
so the uh, we also have uh Richie e Pove, Pove, Povere. Um, so we just talked about them last week, girl. We Did just we? talked about them last week. Yes, they are the ones who sing that song. They sing from the junior. Yes! Episode, the interval act. Oh, yes! shut up. This is basically like imagine ABBA came back. Wow. Like, they have been performing since 1967 as a group. They're known for that song. Like, that's a big song. Okay, out of all these artists, you expect the bitches that started in 1967 to be the ones with the TikTok song? Okay. They're almost as old as Eurovision. They're older than Eurovision, I think, probably, if they yeah, started yeah, in 67. Yeah, because they started in 1967. Oh, my yeah. God. So, and it's crazy. So, the... The group never disbanded. Um, one singer, Franco Gatti, he retired from the group in 2016, but then he passed away mm. in 2022. So yeah, it was almost, it was actually in October of 2022. So almost a year ago, like a little more than that. But um, they did actually come together, like, I guess one last time as a group in 2020 to perform at San Remo, perform mm. a few of their songs. And they got like some honorable award, but they haven't been in, they haven't competed in San Remo since like i think it was like the 80s or something they've gotten a lot of like awards for their like whatever so it's insane and they also did go to eurovision which i did not realize they represented italy in 1978 with their song questo amore so i'm gonna have to go back and listen to that. i don't i'm not familiar with that one but but that's crazy i am shocked to see them there we literally were just talking about them <laughs> Like, that's wild. And I'm excited to see what they do. I mean, because they're really still making music. Like, Yeah, good for them, old guys. Yes, well, it's two women and one man. Oh, so. oh that. Well, it was two men, but. Um, so really like ABBA, two men, two women. Yeah, yeah. And so those were previous Eurovision contestants, but there are also some exciting people. So the thing about... Um, the thing about San Remo is it's a lot of like the artists, like a lot of these artists have been to San Remo like a million times. So like I didn't take notes on every single person that's been to San Remo multiple times. Like, yes, Mr. Rain has been to San Remo. I mean, that was a good song, whatever, but like, you know, but there are some significant names in here, big names um, that I recognize, not even just as a San Remo fan, but just as a fan of Italian music. So uh, uh, San Giovanni or San Giovanni, he represented, or he was in uh, San Remo in 2022 with his song Farfalla, which came forth. And that's, he is such an amazing artist. He's one of those artists, first of all, Italian Bob, you would love it. Like, I'm telling you, like, you got to get into this because. <laughs> so I remember this song because yeah. I did watch San Remo that year with my roommate. And um, this was their favorite song. Because I remember them sending me a screenshot of like, look what I'm listening to. And it was the uh, album art for Farfalla. So I do remember this one. And it, I do I do watch San Remo. It's not that I just totally ignore it. It's just I'm not a like long haul watching every everything. Oh, yeah. like, I, well, I mean, I'm not that bitch either. <laughs> yeah. Like I catch I catch up on the, the songs that people are talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't watch the whole show normally. Yeah. But yeah, that was, that's good. Yeah. I was key. I always watch all the songs, but but I'm very excited because I did listen to um, his EP and his album that he came out with like last year, and it's so good. So many Italian bops, just like 
I love the kind of I love this thing that's it's like a style that I feel is so distinct to Italian male artists because I really don't listen to male artists like at all. But something about Italian male artists, they have this raspy grit and almost like a punk influence to a lot of their sound. I feel like that's what I get from it. Um, And he's one of them. But like punk pop. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but it's like edgy and and it's kind of like Blanco's vibe. It's like it's got this grit to it. And and I just love him. His album is great. I'm excited to see what he does. Of course, I'm hoping for an Italian bop. Um, but we shall see. Irama is back. Irama has this is his sixth time competing in San Remo. Everybody knows Irama. I I the only entry from him I actually love in San Remo is his like La Gensi de Calore, Va Colore. Da, na, na. I love that song, but I don't love, he's done a lot of ballads. Like, I don't really love his ballads, but I love his music outside of San Remo. Like, I'm hoping he brings another bop like that song. I know a lot of people don't like him. I know he's like seen as problematic. Yeah. I like him. I like him. I, I, all I, I knew know. about him was that he's problematic and I don't even know for what reason. I just know that people always censor his name when they talk about him. Yeah, I think he had um, like a transphobic lyric. But oh, I, okay. That's not cool. But, yeah, it's not cool. But I also think things can be translated differently. I don't and know. Italy is like super macho. So it's not like it's shocking. It also wasn't like. I don't know. It wasn't obviously transphobic. You know what I mean? Like he so, wasn't using slurs in conversations with reporters. He had like a like a yeah. weird weird lyric that maybe oh, shouldn't have made it in. Exactly. And that's why I do feel like sometimes things like I not I'm not like defending that for what it is, but I'm just saying like I don't know. When something's not like blatant and it could very easily just be translated differently and like that it it comes a lot down to like how the person translating it interprets it you know yeah is what it is i love him i love his music um i remember literally on my this is just a memory i have was when i was in turin and my airbnb hosts son and his friends we were all driving back it was like late at night we were driving back from monaco and uh I was like they were playing Italian music and asking me like if I knew who they were playing or whatever and then I was like do you like Irama <laughs> and I made them play Irama for the rest of the way and I oh was my god excited. and I was singing along to every single song um and I just now I think of that anytime I, I listen to Irama I love his EP that actually that EP of his would like uh, I don't know I don't know what it is in Italian, but it's like Mediterranean, whatever is like the name of it. If you're if if y'all know him, you know it. You know the album. But that album, that was the album, or I think it was the EP. That EP, those songs when I would play them at work, those were the songs everybody would be like, "What is this song? I love this." Like people love. So I want him to send something like that. He he always he sends bows. He says, "Send these bops. Send these like cool Italian bops." Um, also, Loredana Berte icon legend queen she's like 70 something bright blue hair i don't know what her hair color looks like now. But oh i know who she is i know who she is da, 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 da. she's amazing yes. this is her 13th time 
competing oh. in San Remo. So exciting to see another like big name in there. Because San now, Remo, like you said, people do come back. It's like thick. Everyone kind of, that's a lot of the same, you know, frequent flyers like that Castro Zizo guy or whatever. What's his name? Um, oh, Castro Zizo. Yeah. Castro Zizo. Like there are people who just who like to come back because it's you know, it's, it's not about Eurovision. Like it's about the festival itself. So, yeah. And I mean, that's the one thing that Italy's got is they get the big names. I mean, mm -hmm. these are people who are dominating Italian music industry. And I think that that's like a big difference between even, um, Melody Festival because it's seen a lot of like, and we'll get to, we'll get to it in this episode, but I've seen a lot of, like, I, I just saw somebody say this and it kind of like stuck to me. Cause I was like, Oh wow. Yeah. Because people were like, no, in Sweden, there's like, the music industry artists and then there are melody festival and artists like they only a lot of those people that are the big names in melody festival and only release music for melody festival and and i, th I just think that's interesting but san remo and, they, and they're successful with that still yeah um but their solo music maybe doesn't reach the same way but but san remo's got that where they got both you know stars yeah so annalisa is back so this is her sixth time competing in San Remo, and she has never placed lower than 11th place, and that was one entry. She and she's a always... woman, so that really says something because they are not the biggest fans of women. Yes, I really do feel like Annalisa, if there's a woman, well, I don't want to say, if there's a woman that I think could really break the spell, it'd be her, because mm. she's just, oh, she's amazing. She just came out with an album, um, and she has a song called Euphoria and Euphoria Bono Pasorite. <laughs> Another artist I would like play her music at work if like people love her. Bops, like bop after bop. If she sends a ballad, I'm gonna be so disappointed because she all she knows is bops. So I'm excited. Um literally, like I'm so excited about her. And uh the person that I literally I gagged. I gagged my heart. Boom, 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 boom. I'm so excited! When I saw this name, it gave me chills. Was Gali is is competing in San Remo. I never thought I'd see the day. So people who may have followed me for a long time on this channel, I used to talk about him so much because he is literally the was the gateway for me into listening to foreign music. I remember his song Habibi was the um was the first song I ever like tried to learn like that I saved to my library that was not in English. I like distinctly remember sitting there listening to that song like and I was so new to non-English music. I remember <laughs> I don't think I should tell this story because my mom might be listening. <laughs> or she She's will be listening. listening. She will be listening. But um but I just remember, I remember not knowing that Habibi was a Arabic word. And I thought it was Italian just because this song, like I had no reference point to other languages and other music. And um, I just, this, okay, so he's a rapper, Italian, Tunisian, and you hear those influences of both cultures. Like when you listen to his music, you feel those Arabic influences in his music. And I also love that he's a political activist, you know, he's known for his poetic, meaningful lyrics, artistic visuals, and also his like kind of gender breaking styles, which I, which is really cool. Number one, because of it's Italy and like Italy is a little more, you know, 
on the like homophobic traditional like also catholic and all that mm-hmm. stuff he's he's muslim like openly muslim and so all those things are like very exciting that he goes against all these you know uh, all these standards and and i love him i'm obsessed with him like he's like ah oh, my god he's so good like i i really i never thought i'd see the day i used to talk about him on my channel and how he was like my dream artist to be in san ramo and people used to tell me like he's too big of an artist like he would never do it um and it's just, it's so, I'm like literally so happy. It's actually going to kill me because I don't know if he could win just because I don't know if he's the type of person that would win. But I shouldn't say that because frankly, like Monaskin won mm-hmm. and Mahmoud won with Soldi and like, who's to say Gali can't? Like if there's ever a like a trap rap, but he's like trap rap pop. So I don't know what direction he's going to go in. So he also just released an album and that the album he just released is almost all freestyle was what I was reading. And so his new album leans more trap, but he has other albums that lean more pop rap. I mean, it's all like rap, but you know, I think if he goes more pop rap, I will see him having potential. I think if he goes trap, I don't see it as much Mm -hmm. just because it's not as, um digestible to everybody but oh my god my favorite song from him is his song fortuna fortuna and i'm sad it never got a music video i love that song fortuna fortuna que i literally love this man so much if you don't know him go watch his music videos they're insane like the visuals everything he always has these crazy stories I cannot say enough. I'm going to be a fucking golly stan. Like, I'm this close to changing my profile picture. He's so fucking hot. He's 6'4". He's, uh, like... I love that that's a note in the show notes. He's also (laughs) 6'4". Like, that says a lot for me because I love the tall boys. I really do. I love... And he's not homophobic. Like, you know, I'm in love. (laughs) I'm so annoyed that you said Habibi because... Uh, now I have the Dolly style song. Habibi, Habibi. I hate that song. Oh, you hate it? I love it. I hate it. It's so annoying. And I don't understand the styling and everything about that. You don't understand the styling. No, like what is the style girl? Why, why are these Swedish girls singing a, 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 uh, Arabic words well dressed like Japanese Harajuku girls like it was They're just worldly they they oh they, they bring the world together hello my name is Molly I am a little doll oh, oh god <laughs> I no. love them so much no, I, it's too it's too much for me I can't I can't do it I can't I can't do it well I am excited about this San Remo. I'm more excited than I have really ever been. I also feel I am most emotionally, like this is probably, golly being in this is like, I'm going to be, this is the most emotionally attached I'll ever probably be to an artist so far in Eurovision, in like a national selection sphere, because I just like, I really love this man so much and it's going to pain me if he doesn't win and he probably won't because like, you know, I don't know. Italy's unpredictable, I feel like for me, but he's a man. So he at least yeah, has, he has a chance. <laughs> at least I know that my, my usual year after year of standing women and knowing there's no chance, at least I have that going for me. Um, I'm so excited. Like, I can't even express it. Like I just... I'm so happy. I'm so happy to see him. Oh, that's cute. I'm glad you're excited for San Remo. 
I did see okay, your awesome. stories when you were posting like little clips of people and I was like, okay, actually these all do sound really good. The people that you had posted. Yeah, they were, that was all him. So. Oh, that was all him. It was all him. Yeah. That okay. was all him. I, I, was liked, just I liked it all then. I liked all of them. But he has such, such a range of music. Like you, like, cause I'm not even really a rap person. Like I don't normally listen to rap. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think of you as being a rap fan. Yeah. But I'm probably more the, of a rap fan than you. Yeah. I used to date a rapper in college. What? Yeah, I dated a rapper in college. I mean, I see that for you. Was it good? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Like the rap? <laughs> yeah, actually, he, he was a good rapper. <laughs> Not the relationship. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was a pretty good rapper. Yeah, for a guy from Erie, he was, he was decent. Oh, my God. I feel like, uh, I was just going to say, like, I feel like I know so many people that are, like, rappers like my my boyfriend's old roommate was a rapper like so many people that try to do rap and i'm just like y'all it's not giving so if you if he was good that's good because he was good boyfriend's roommate was not giving um <laughs> huh well that leads us into uh the last of the national selections for right now which is miss melody festivalen of sweden um sorry did you have anything else to say on san Remo? No, um, I'll just say that um, you really should subscribe to the Patreon because if, if you're watching on YouTube, you can't see the video right now. Um, but my adorable Chihuahua cookie is in my lap and she's being very sweet and adorable. So if you want to get uh, cookie cameos, you have to go over and subscribe to Patreon because you'll get to see little glimpses of my adorable doggy sitting in my lap while I talk about the rest of the show. That's true. Every single episode, Cookie does make an appearance. She does because she's so fucking needy that, like, if she can hear me talking and, like, I talk to her, so she's like, why are you talking to someone else? If I get a phone call and I say hello, God. she goes insane. She'll, like, attack my face, licking me, because she's like, well, if you're talking to someone, you must be addressing me because I'm the center of the universe. I mean, I feel that. Hey, Cookie, like, I got her. Yeah, she's my time with Renata. She's so jealous. She's so jealous. So, <clears throat> next up is Miss Melody Festival. And, and, you know, this is exciting. Once again, there were a lot of leaks, and they pretty much all were accurate um, mm -hmm. of who was going to be co competing. But there's a lot of big names. I mean, I feel like Melody Festival, and, like, there's always a lot of big names. Except for last year, where I'm convinced they... R-I-G-G-E-D. I don't want to say they rigged it because they didn't rig it, but I think they probably did make it not as stacked to make sure that and get, made sure they give gave Miss Girl the best semi and everything like that. Like I'm I'm I because there was no reason for there to be like no other big names. Like there was no reason for that last year of Melody Festival for me to not like a single song apart from Laureen. And for the second uh, the only other real contender to be Norwegian. A little and bit they're weird. in it. They're in it again this year. Well, and the last time that Laureen was in it, she it was with statements and she got knocked out in the second chance round. And I think they never forgave themselves for making it such a tight race that year. Uh, yeah, so actually, what's his name said? He did an interview where the, I don't know, what because what, he, the guy that also did Eurovision, right? Does he do both? Uh, the Eurovision podcast? No, 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 like the producer or whatever. Oh, Christopher Bjorkman. 
Yeah. So I think he literally said in an interview that he doesn't regret a lot of things, but he that was the one thing he regretted was putting Laureen up against Anton Hagman. Yeah. Like, and yeah. that's that's big for the producer to say. Like, yeah, he fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um, there are some really good names. I, to me, looking at this lineup, it looks like old Melody Festival is back. I'm very excited. Yeah. There's some names that we haven't seen in a few years. There's some names, like there's a lot of big names that every single semi has a couple people that I know. So, um, or heat, every single heat, mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah. I don't really know why we call them heats if you don't have semis, but like I understood when Lithuania did it because they had heats and then they had semis and then they had a fun and then they had second chance and then <laughs> but like these are just semis but anyways so um in the first heat some of the names that um I'm not gonna go through everybody of yeah. course there's a lot of people but we have Lisa Ajax love her love I don't give up I don't give up I don't give up I don't give up love that song Yes, yeah, so she uh, she was a Melody Festival in 2016, 2017, 2019, 2022. Um, personally, I actually, I don't know. I think uh, My Heart is Refusing Me might be my favorite. Or not My, my heart, heart Wants Me Dead. <laughs> my Heart Wants Me Dead. Um, but I don't know. Her entry from 2022, Loki, might be my favorite. It don't mean nothing. It was good. Da, da, da. And it didn't even qualify. That was the one that didn't qualify. That might be my favorite. But... I love all her entries, honestly. I think they're all great. I think she brings it every single time she gives, like, just Swedish girl pop. Like, she gives it to us every single time. Her song this year is written or co-written by uh, Victor Crone. So... I know he's got haters, but I'm not one of them. He's a good songwriter to me. He's a good songwriter. I'm I'm fine with Victor Crone. Um, yep. Although I, I remember the song that he did with Steve Rasta and you could tell that he wanted that to be his song because it really wasn't right for Steak. Yeah, but, you know. Um, but uh, we also have Samir and Victor and they were in 2015, 2016, 2018. I don't know their other two entries, but I know Shuffla. I didn't shit. like Shuffla. You didn't? No. I loved it. Actually, wait. I think I'm mixing them up with someone else. I'm <laughs> thinking of I'm thinking of that song Road Trip. <laughs> Road Trip by Divetsu, which is one of the best songs to ever come out of uh, the selections period. I absolutely yes. love Divetsu. That is every that Divetsu is one of those examples like Vampires Are Alive, where it's like to the grave, I will defend that song. It's fucking perfect. Yes, I love that. Shuffle okay, well, they're reminded not that. me. They're not that. Shuffle reminded me of that LMFAO band, that party oh, I rock. Didn't like it then. Yeah, that's what. All, that was the only thing I thought about was Shuffle. The only LMFAO representation that I like in Eurovision is Mustache. But, <laughs> um, we also have Smash Into Pieces, which represent or which competed last year, came third. Um, and that's that's it from Heat One. I feel like those are the big names. Um, I don't, I'm not really familiar with these other people, but who knows? You know, it, you can't say anything because like there will be some people that are going to stand out mm-hmm. that we've never even heard of. Um, and then in Heat Two, 
Liamu is back again. So we had, and his song's called Dragon. So maybe he should hit up Miss Young Girls. Yeah. Because uh, I know they got a prop ready. Um, and maybe it would make a little more sense. But he was, uh, he competed in 2018, 2019, 2022. Uh, to me, he's never been able to hit the same as his first entry with Last Breath. Mm-hmm. I like all his other entries have fell flat for me, but I actually do like him and I like his music. But he's very passive rap. Like it's very radio friendly rap. It's very like Disney Channel rap to me. Mm. Like if I if you rap, I do kind of want you to be like gritty and hard. Like Gali. Like Yeah. He he's very melody festival in rap. Like you would expect nothing less from Melfest. Yeah, I, yeah, the way you described it as being like Disney rap, I, that's probably why it's never resonated with me at all because it just feels so shallow. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I was never into Dis, the Disney Channel stuff. So. Oh, really? No. I mean, I was, but. I've never even seen Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana? Never seen it. Wow. Don't even know uh, what the opening theme song sounds like. I was also a little bit old for Hannah Montana. You honestly. get the limo out from. Wow. How to style every shoe, every color. I was going to do the little, the transitions where they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And it transitions to a new scene. <laughs> Anybody that watched Hannah Montana is like screaming. Um, so the next name is, has never competed in Melfest, but their name is uh, Fruken Snusk. But she is exciting. So I went and listened to her music because she was a big name that was being like, you know, in the rumor mill and everybody's talking about her and she stands out so she wears this pink ski mask and she is known for her filthy dirty explicit lyrics like i love that that's how they describe it like they're like yeah no no it's filthy filthy <laughs> and a lot of people are like how's she gonna be in melfast because this is supposed to be a family-friendly show mm-hmm. you know we're supposed to have liamu um and then we got her and i'm just excited to see what she does i mean the thing is is actually when you go and listen to her music as an English speaker, her music's all in Swedish. So you actually don't even realize it's dirty. Right. Like, but I am interested to see, you know, how it all goes. But it's, this is, this seems like it's going to be wild. I'm excited for this one. I, I feel like this one is like, cause like all the other people, like, okay, like we know who they are, but this one just sounds so interesting like even if yeah. it doesn't win it's like this is sounds like one of the things that's going to make it worth watching the heat yeah like they uh, it's it's exciting it's exciting to see her name in the lineup because we also like what is she gonna do yeah like it's got me on the edge of my seat um and also i feel like she could stand out you yeah. know amongst all these people that might just be sending the same shit they always send Maybe it's a new a newcomer, although newcomers rarely ever win Melfast, um, which is interesting. Um, but, you know, next up, we have Maria Sir, who she had that song last year. Uh, I will never, never give up. Hated it. Yeah, this um, one passed me by. So we'll see what she brings this year. Um, in the third heat, we've got Clara Klingenstrom. 
Oh, love her. I wanted her to win in 2021 so bad. I love the really? Hoover into Diggy Dog. I loved that song. It was just so atmospheric and alternative and sweet and emotional mm. and perfect. I just, I loved it. I was, I screamed. Actually, the two people in this heat that I, I see in the notes that we're going to talk about, I absolutely love both of these people. I am thrilled to see both of them on the list. Yeah, I never really, I mean, I, uh, her music's not like what I normally listen to, so it didn't speak to me back then, but I know she's a fan fave. Yeah. And she seems fun. I like her. I like her. Yes. You know, so, um, and, and next up, I mean, this is a big name. We got Miss, how do you say her last name? Kazi? Cassiopeia, like the uh, constellation. Yeah, like Cassiopeia. Onomatopoeia. No, like Cassiopeia, the constellation, the Greek goddess. That's their name? Yeah, it's a play. It, Cassiopeia, I think, is spelled C-A-S-I-O-P-I-A. Cassiopeia. Oh. It's this constellation. It's kind. It's like one, two, three. It's, I think it's five stars, and they're kind of in like a, a throne shape or like a W shape, depending oh. on, like in the Northern Hemisphere, I think it looks kind of like a W. Um yeah, Cassiopeia. Uh, it's, I, I think it. I think it's the Greek pantheon. It, it might be the Roman pantheon, but yeah. So it Cassiopeia is oh, like Cassiopeia. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Okay, Miss Cassiopeia. Well, uh, well. Okay, so we know her number one. Oh, she... we we know her. We know all, we people might know her, and they don't even know that they know her. Yes, yeah. So I mean, we, you know, you might know her as her solo artist when she competed back, back in 2022 with her song "I Can't Get Enough." But you also might know her from being one of the co-writers on the winner from Eurovision last year with Miss Tattoo. Okay, so um, I'm looking to actually see if I know other songs that she's. Uh you do because she also was the songwriter on the winner of American Song Contest Wonderland <gasps> oh, by yeah! Miss Alexa. Oh I my God! This woman, this woman is a As American a Song Contest winner, a Eurovision fucking winner, a obviously won Melfest because she was oh a God. songwriter too. Oh my God! She's written stuff for Luna. She's written stuff for Momo Land. She's written. Oh wait, she's Alexa a K-pop ha- writer. Yeah, Alexa she, has a song called Tattoo as well. She also does have a song called Tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> that Kazi also wrote. Yes, but before I think <laughs> before she even wrote Wonderland. Yeah, she she'd been living in um, Korea, uh, oh, working in the K-pop yeah, that industry. Makes sense. There's there is all these K-pop artists that I. I, I loved. I can't get enough. That was my 2022 winner. It was really good. I mean, I'm still listening to it to this day. Oh my gosh, she's done so much for Red Velvet. Itzy. Oh, I love Itzy. Wow, she's done stuff for BTS. She's done like all of Alexa's songs. Holy shit. A lot for twice. Wow. Sorry, I'm like, she, holy fucking shit. She, this list keeps going. Yeah, she's oh my prolific. God. She, she works a lot. And she's got wow. other really good songs. There's a song she has, uh, I think it's called Batman and Robin. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Actually, I did not even know. I knew I didn't know that was her. That was one of the first songs I ever saved on Spotify. When I got Spotify as a little kid, I remember that was one because I went to her page and I saw two songs were saved and I clicked on her name and I was like, wait, I was like, that's her. Holy shit. Yeah. That's another person who, who actually did the banana joke very well. 
she does yeah. do a banana part in that song. Yeah, she's amazing. And I'm excited to see her back as a, as a solo artist. Maybe I got to hit her up for my Eurovision entry. She probably costs a lot. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but I'm excited. I mean, I who knows? Her song is going to be called Give My Heart a Break. Yes, I'm obsessed. Yeah. I'm ready. Uh, then in the fourth heat. Oh, wait, wait, wait. The Ganilla okay. Person, is that the lady from Real Housewives? Yes, it that is. That is weird. So, yeah. So this woman, she is not known for singing. She doesn't do music. Um, so a lot of people are excited to see what she's going to bring. I saw some interviews with her where she's like, just acting crazy and I don't know what the <laughs> hell she's saying but she's just she seems wild and then I was reading on I did I was reading that she is you know that she was on like the Real Housewives of Sweden or whatever and I'm like I need to go listen to or I need to go watch I'm not gonna know what the hell is going on but I need to get more background on her because it seems like she's gonna be wild who knows what she's gonna bring this is um, gonna be really funny I, I I can't wait to see what happens here I know. Oh, Sorry. she also participated in the celebrity version of Biggest Loser, which I just thought was funny. Oh, okay. Weird. All right. So in Heat 4, of course, again, there's a lot of people performing in this, but uh, Danny Saucedo <gasps> is going to be for performing again. So I'm not familiar with any of his entries other than Dondi Danson. Amazing but, song. But he did uh, compete in Melfest back in 2009, 2011, 2012, and 2021 with Dondi Danson. And I love Dondi Danson. Bitch, that was my winner at one point, at least. I love that entry so much. I still listen to it to this day. It was so good, and I loved the staging for it. Everything about it was just awesome. Yeah. And I like that he sang in Swedish. I So... Uh, this song this year, Happy You Found Me, is at least the title is in English. But that one of the things I liked about Dandy Danza was like it made Swedish sound really good, which I'll admit is not really one of my favorite languages. Um, but it like that particular song was amazing. Same with the Clara Klingenstrom song. Like that one was one where I was like, oh, actually, Swedish can really, really mm. sound beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited and I'm also excited about the girl. Yes daughter the daughter is back again so she of course tried out in 2018 with her song cry but didn't even qualify which was robbed cry iconic and then she came back with 2020 bulletproof came second and 2021 little tot came fourth personally my favorite is little tot um same a lot of people yeah but i love little tot i'm excited she has had some really great music that she's come out with um she oof don't put me down. It's gonna backfire. And then she had some Swedish songs too. Like she just knows how to make a fucking pop song. She's brilliant to me. Yes. And I'm excited to see her back in this. The song title, it's it's scaring me a little bit. Alexander Ryback vibes. It's not easy <laughs> to write you a love song. Long title, but we'll see. Yeah. I'm excited to see her in this lineup again. Yeah. Oh, one more thing about Danny. Uh, yes. I'm excited for him because I love to see some Polish diaspora representation. Oh. I think I think his uh, one of his parents at least is Polish. Um, so any anytime a Polish person could potentially do well at Eurovision, even if it's not for Poland, I have to support it. Yes, we I didn't know that about him. Mm -hmm. 
and then in the last heat, we have Electra. So Electra was in, she competed in Drag Race Spadia. She came fourth place in Drag Race Spadia. And um, I didn't watch that, but I watched, I watched the first episode of every single season, but then I usually fall off because it's really hard for me to follow like and, and read subtitles. Yeah. Um, but she did really, really good. A lot of people loved her and it's exciting to see her in this lineup. It's exciting always to see a drag queen in the lineup. This is our second. Well, no, I was just thinking, you know, we got, um, what's her name from Spain last year. And then we got, uh, we're getting her. We're getting a lot of Drag Race queens. I mean, Drag Race is literally like international now. So it's like bound to happen. Before that, the only other person we had was Courtney Act. So um, who tried for Australia. But we're getting a lot of Drag Race queens. It feels like, like every year we're going to get one. And I know so many Drag Race queens are trying to represent um, the UK. And now with their new... With their new uh, uh, direction, I don't think that's ever happening. No, 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 no. <laughs> They're trying to take it a little more seriously. Y'all should. Y'all were a few years too late. Anyways, yeah. um, I don't know what she's gonna bring, but I'm excited. We also have Medina. They came in third back in 2022. Uh, I don't remember this one. I feel like I remember two. the name, but yeah. They also had one of their members had a song like solo as well before. But I don't. Oh, yeah, never mind. No, no. It's like one of those Latino songs, right? Uh, I it's, it's two dudes. So that's too, too many. OK, yeah, it's not for me. No. <laughs> um. It's given Miami. Anyways, next okay, so next up we've got Marcus and Martinez, who uh came second, of course, last year with their song Air. And they're kind of like the big name, I feel like, because where a lot of these people are like big in the Melfest sphere, like daughter. Mm -hmm. Um, they're like a really big name in just like in the Nordic kind of music industry, probably also Europe, but like mm -hmm. especially like I mean, you go to their Wikipedia, it's stacked. And they're, like, kids. And yeah. it, they just, like, they have EMA awards. And they've got, like, you know, just crazy shit. That, like, they're just extremely successful. It's crazy to see them here. They are a Norwegian, like, boy duo. And um, I think I could see them winning. First of all, they are in the last heat, which... It's a good sign. They tend to put yeah. like the front runners, the people who they think might win in this last heat. I was reading that they they had they requested to be in this heat because hmm. of the tour that they this aligned with where they were with their tour. Like maybe because oh. um, each heat is in a different city. Right. So this one was like it aligned the best. And I'm oh, I just was reading. like it's hard to get between cities in Sweden. It's not like in an enormous country i mean it is a little bit bigger than like some uh, like switzerland for example but it's not i mean it's not like it's hard to get from one place to another but that I is know, interesting yeah. that they that they requested and it was uh given to them yeah yeah i mean i was reading stuff from like I don't know. The producers were like, we try not to do this, but, you know, yeah. sometimes it makes an exception. And I'm like, well, I mean, it's ex I mean, it's a stacked lineup. 
you know, I feel like there's some really good names. There's like, and again, like this is a good mix of like every single semi has a couple names I know, but then they have a couple names I don't know. And I like it that way, you know, because the names I know are going to what's going to get people and get me like interested to watch. And then there's also going to be people like not all those big names are going to qualify, you know, and there's going to be a lot of people that it's their first year and they will. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see, you know, I don't know. I think also like they're the host nation. I always like wish that Sweden will take a risk, but they won't. Yeah. And especially like looking at this lineup, I don't know. It's not like we have Jan Henrik. I want him and I just know it's not going to happen, but I want him. And like, I feel like the only way we could get him is if they were hosting and they felt like they could take that risk. I don't see him sending him as a risk, but um, I feel like they feel sending something in like a non-English is risky. Yeah. And sending something that's different than just that traditional jury-friendly pop is like risky. And I just want you to be like, hey, we won. We're hosting. Let's send a risk. Right. You know, I don't know, you know, but. I don't feel like this is the year they're taking the risk is what I'll say. Yeah. Um, but you never know. You never know. We don't know anybody's songs. We don't know what they'll be bringing, but I'm excited. The final will be taking place the 9th of March. So when's UMK? Uh, February 10th. So a whole month before. Oh, oh my God. I was thinking I got the months mixed up. <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> then, oh my God, it's coming up. So that means oh. Heat 2 is happening the same day as UMK. Oh, let's see who we're missing. Who I Le Liamu, Frokensnusk, and Maria Sir. Oh, hey, we will be right next door. We will be right next door. That's kind of crazy to think. Um, well, I'm excited. Are you excited? I'm excited. I mean, there's a lot of acts on that Melody Festival and list that I know I'd like. So uh, I think it'll be good. I'll definitely be tuning in um, more so than last year where I kind of like I watched other stuff, honestly, most of the days. And I've honestly been just a little bit pissed since Omar Rudberg didn't make it through his heat. So I know. Oh, my God. I can't help myself when you're moving like that. Oh, when you're moving like that, I can't help myself. They truly, like, they fumbled the bag on him because yeah. he really has become just a global superstar. Like, everybody knows him. I mean... Well, the reason that he didn't make it through was because they had an issue with the voting. So, basically, the only people... I think it was that only the actual telephone votes went through none of what? the app like the app didn't work so none of the young people who would have voted for him could vote for him and that's that's what i recall i mean let us know in the comments if that's not right but i remember at the thinking back at the time that that's what people were saying is that like the app broke that's some bullshit he yeah. truly like was robbed he was amazing Man, I, I remember my coworker was obsessed with him, like because they watched Young Royals and they just were obsessed with him. Mm, right. And I was like, oh my god, like I mean, I know I've known about him for years from that because even like their their boy band that they were before they disbanded. Oh and oh. Yeah, like even them, like I knew about them from that. So I was like, holy shit, it's crazy that my coworker here in America is like obsessed with this guy that like I remember him when he looked like a, I don't know, he looked like a. Like a, a little boy. A butch lesbian. Oh. <laughs> um, what was that Bo and O song? I loved it. 
Um, so there is every time they, I want to eat cake. I know I got a thing about you. That's all. I got a thing about. Yeah. Yeah. Love that one. I never liked them, but I love him. <laughs> Actually, I loved all them solo. I never liked them together. Cause I even, I love it. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. The guy who's like, who the guy who's like 12 years old in a relationship with a 70 year old. Uh, the, <laughs> he, one of the guys in Bow and O looks like the villain from the mask, that Jim Carrey movie. Like it's weird. Like if, if you look at the, the actor, like he looks like he could be the father of the one guy from Bow and O. Oh my God. Of course, I don't know which what either of their names are, but whatever. I don't know anybody's names. <laughs> yeah, we can move Other on. Other than Omar. But, <clears throat> well, uh, last little piece of goofy, goofy little news, actually keeping it in the, um, in the region. And of speaking of Melfest, oh my God, we have former Melfest contestant and Eurovision contestant, Anna Salena, who... Uh, was representing Estonia and Sweden in fucking Squid Games. So did you watch Squid Games? I'm assuming not. I never did, no. I never watched the original Squid Games, but I literally started watching this because our girl Anna was competing in Squid Games. I was like, oh my God, I gotta go, I gotta go see this. So <clears throat> for those of you who don't know, Anna Selena, I don't know if it's Selena Sa Sale I Selene, think it's Selena. Selena. Yeah, S-A-H-L-E-N-E. -E. But she represented Estonia back in 2002 with her song Runaway. Just run away with the... Just run away till you can't enough. It's a really good song, actually. And uh, she also uh, competed... You might know her from uh, Esti Lau... What year was that? Esti Lau to, uh, sorry, I, I totally forgot to even like talk about this, but it's such big news. It's such important news <laughs> that it needs to be brought up. In 2022, with their song Champ, I will be the champion. The warrior, yeah, yeah. I'll make it through it all. She yes. came fourth place. Like she ate that up. Like she actually did really well. That was corny as hell, but I did like it. Yes, but she also competed in Melfest a couple of years. Actually, looking at her Wikipedia, I had no idea. She was a backing singer for Dami Eam and Michael Rice at Eurovision. Wow. Yeah, okay, Miss Girl. Uh, she also is, like, on um, the Bruno. Wait, what is it called Bruno? We don't talk about Bruno. I don't, I don't know. Whatever that Disney movie was. Um, I'm not, I don't, I'm not a Disney person, so I don't know, but she was on that for Sweden. Um, so she, she'd be working. Okay. She'd be working. She's, she's not just Eurovision 2020 or 2002 entrant and that's it. Okay. She'd be working. So then she was announced randomly one day that she was competing in squid games player number one, four, two. Okay. And so I sat there and I watched intently. For this girl <laughs> she ain't get no screen time and okay so basically if you didn't watch uh squid games the original which i never did but it's basically like you know this story about it's like this game show i don't know the original story but you know it's like this game show but in the original people are dying 
right? And then there's one winner and you get like, I guess a prize of sorts. Um, but in the original or in the new one, of course, nobody dies. But it's kind of like the challenge, Big Brother, that kind of vibe. It's like a reality show. But the big thing is there's like 500 contestants and the prize winnings are almost $5 million, Maybe. which is insane. So it's like the biggest reality TV show that's like ever been produced, low key. Um, that's what they were saying. I don't know if that's actually true, but that's their claim. Um, but she actually made it fairly far in the competition. So she she passed through red light, green light. She made it through. She made it through the, um, it's called, the challenge is called Delgona. And you might, I don't know if you know, like just clips from it, but that's the one where they got the cookie and they got to cut out the cookie. Do you know what I'm talking about? No clue. I have no clue what you're talking about. So there's these cookies with like an embossed shape in it. You could either get a circle, triangle, a star, or an umbrella. And nobody wants the umbrella because it's the hardest one. Uh, okay. a, a square is probably the easiest because it's just four straight lines. But really, you you want anything but that umbrella. And it's a cookie, and it's got like an embossed shape in it. And you have a little pin and you have to cut out the shape without breaking the cookie. Mm, okay. It's really hard. So what most people do is they they spit in this cup and they spit on the cookie or they lick it to make it like wet so mm -hmm. you can cut it. So it won't crack, right? Yeah. So um, I don't know what shape she got. I believe she got a, she had one of the easy shapes. She was the first or she was the second person to finish. Okay in that so she ate that up just like she ate <laughs> that cookie um so she did great in that challenge they literally show her being like yes and that's all she got <laughs> that's, oh man and she was sitting on the floor and like she looked like she literally got no screen time like no screen time you i was literally when they did full shots and there's like 300 people they're showing in the screen i'm pausing and looking for her oh my god <laughs> um but she then unfortunately went out in, um, well, there was like a couple of mini challenges to like eliminate people, but the next big challenge she unfortunately went out in was Warships, um, which Warships is literally like a uh, life-size version of Battleships. It was oh, kinda, okay. It looks so much fun to me. Like, actually, I would, I would totally want to do this. And imagine, I probably wouldn't even recognize her, but imagine I was on Squid Games and I'm like, wait a second. Are you Anna Selena? <laughs> that, would be, that would be really crazy. That would be my bestie. Um, but unfortunately, she went out in worship. And what was really sad about it is her, her group actually won. But mm. the way it worked was if your ship got sank, you were out. And so even though her group did end up winning in the end, her ship was sunk. So And so the other clip that we got of her was her going, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> And so that's that. Um, it was actually, I mean, it was really cute to watch her. I sent her a message on Instagram and I was like, you were robbed. And she was like, I know it's so frustrating. Oh my God. And I kind of thought I was like, wait, it'd be kind of fun to interview her. I kind of want to. Yeah, Even that would be funny. The final of, uh, the final of Squid Games is tomorrow as of us like filming this. So like, It'll, the final will have happened, but um, it's actually been very entertaining. I really enjoyed it. Anybody who's been curious to watch it, you should go watch it. Look for our girl. She lasts three episodes, which is really good, honestly. It's like only a seven or eight episode show. So she lasted three episodes. Um, 
but it was good and she slayed and like let us know in the comments if you want to interview with her because i'll gladly hit her up i know she'll get my dms um but that was just like a fun little thing that happened i just thought it was cute you know anytime we get to see some eurovision representation especially in something so so big like i feel like my whole timeline has been people talking about squid games like it's been such a huge show everybody's talking about it and like guys like no you don't understand like miss anna selena like you don't understand uh like she slayed even if she didn't get any airtime everybody's talking about miss 432 but nobody's talking about miss 142 or whatever <laughs> whatever <laughs> um but yes and that leads us into uh speaking of nations coming together uh, to mm -hmm. compete that leads us into the participation list which was actually released today, today filming this um on with tuesday no fanfare with no teaser with no video just a post online with a list of participating broadcasters and um yeah 37 countries yeah so yeah like you said normally we see like they put a premiere on youtube and then you're like oh it's coming and then you're sitting there and you're watching and you're waiting and then it premieres and you're like seeing it live happen like who's gonna be in it and this year they just it was just it wasn't even posted on the eurovision site at first it was just an ebu post Oh my gosh, I'm sorry, but I just want to interrupt real quick because you said about like, you know, normally you're waiting to see the result. I wanted to mention with San Remo that all those videos came out of the artists who apparently find out that they make it at the same time as us. So there were oh, all these yeah. videos of people being like super excited hearing their names called, but there were other videos. I think it was Michael Bravi. He posted the video of him not having his name called. And oh, just no. sitting there and like deflating on the couch as they name name after name and not his own name. Yeah, that was intense. That was so like that's the thing about social media is people want to have the reaction, but you don't always catch a good reaction. I know. Right? My ass would not have been posting that. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, we'll keep that in the right? dark. I just wanted to mention oh, turn that shit off. <laughs> yeah, right. <sighs> Yeah, um, well, so we've got our list of participating countries. So I'll just read them off for everyone. We've got Albania, Armenia, Australia. Woo, Austria. because we didn't know if they'd we, we didn't know if they'd come. Yeah. So yes, happy to see Australia. Happy to see Australia. They were one of the people I was like first checking this list to make sure that they were on. Um, we have uh Azerbaijan, Belgium, Croatia, Cyprus, Czechia, Denmark, Estonia, Finland, France, which of course France is participating. Yeah. Uh, Georgia, Germany, Greece, Iceland, Ireland, Italy, Latvia, Lithuania, Luxembourg, uh, which is one of the, which is the new name, yeah. uh, which we already knew they were participating. Mm -hmm. Um, Malta, Moldova, Netherlands, Norway, Poland, Portugal, San Marino, Serbia, Slovenia, Spain, Sweden, Switzerland, Ukraine, and the United Kingdom. So there are some notable uh, names missing from that, namely Romania. So Romania mm. is not on this list. However, I have been seeing things online suggesting that there's still potential. I don't know what that 
I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't know what that means in the sense of like, I don't know if that means there's actually a chance. I feel like there's not. I feel like there's not, but I guess from, from what I was reading in the statement, it sounds like this isn't the, like a cutoff point that there is still time for them to negotiate participation. So like it is possible, like just because they're not on the list doesn't mean that they're out. They could come back and say, yes, we're in, but for the time being, they have not made a commitment. Whereas like North Macedonia, straight up has said like we're not participating romania has not said we're not participating and i don't know if the reason we got this list before like was it really was it romania that was holding everything up was that why they weren't releasing the list while people are clamoring to say release the list you're selling tickets we want to know who's participating was it really romania hemming and hawing about that's their participation I'm, that's what i'm wondering because the thing is this list, for the most part, didn't have really any shocks, I suppose, apart from maybe some countries we were hoping got uh, disqualified. But, like, I think we needed to be realistic in that, in this, you know, like, like I, to be honest, didn't expect it yeah. to necessarily happen. Um, so then in the end, I'm looking at this list like, well, then what was the whole holdup here? I I think it probably was blame it on Romania. I but guess. then why are they still acting like they could come back? I I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe the EBU or Eurovision was just like, you know, people are pissed. We keep getting mentioned and we're in everyone's mentions about releasing the participation list. And, you know, if you change your mind later and, you know, the negotiations work, we'll bring you in. But I mean, really, I mean, I guess compared to last year, right? The only change would be swapping Luxembourg for Romania, correct? Yeah. Yeah, that's the only difference. Um, I think a lot of people were hoping there would be some new countries in here, mm -hmm. hoping some would not be in here anymore. Um, and that's just not the case. No, it's not a shocking uh, list. It's, <laughs> it's not. It's really not. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. I mean, I'm very excited to see Australia still in there. Mm -hmm. And I am excited to see Luxembourg. I heard they're doing a national selection. They are. I think they're calling it Luxembourg Song Contest. Very creative. Slay. Well, I'm excited to see what they're bringing with that. Yeah. Um, I would not have expected them to be doing a national selection just like on their first year back. I would think they would internally select just some random French person. Uh, maybe so. they've been planning for a while. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited. I am excited about that because we haven't seen Luxembourg in a modern setting and I'm excited to see what they're going to do. Like, I have no idea what to expect from their music industry or anything. So, like, yeah. are they going to be like San Marino? Is it going to be like that? Or is it going to be, like, more refined? I don't know. Because I can't imagine many other singers, especially if they're doing a national selection, I can't imagine a lot of those people are going to be from Luxembourg. Well, I, well, I think they might. I, I could be wrong, but I think they might have had, like, a... Uh, not necessarily like a residency rule, but a connection rule. Like you had to oh. be connected. I, I might be wrong, but I feel like I remember hearing that, that they weren't just going to go out and pick the best French artists that they could buy. Oh, that's but good then. I expect that because they have a lot of money that the national selection will at least be well produced. That's true. Yeah. I'm, I mean, 
I think this list was underwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. For all the um like clamor about releasing it. Um Yeah. We waited so long. And for what? You know, I think a lot of people held out hope mm-hmm. that maybe, you know. I yeah, I this if if I would have done a prediction, I would have probably predicted exactly this because Romania had been so uh, I don't Romania had been Romania-ing and um yeah I I fully didn't expect them to come back this year so I still I don't expect to hear uh, an announcement you know in a couple of weeks saying that they made a decision to come in personally yeah I'm not I don't see it in the cards for them unfortunately I feel like low-key part of me thinks oh maybe they just ain't saying anything because they're just like fuck y'all Eurovision bitches right like right. you know y'all ain't getting nothing y'all not getting a refusal y'all not getting nothing who knows so i mean it is what it is 37 big five plus six because sweden's not in the big five so that would be that i'm trying to math here so that's 31 Mm. so that means there'll be a 15 and a 16 so we're going to lose five songs in one semi and i think that's a good number yeah it's not too much of a bloodbath the way like 41 is yeah, yeah. I mean, hmm. whatever. I don't, you know, it's it's not exciting seeing this yeah. list. It just is what it is. Okay, another yeah. year. Can we get some new people in? I mean, Luxembourg's exciting, but come on, EBU. Can we lower the prices or make things a little bit more right. fair for smaller countries to be able to participate that maybe can't afford it? Like, can we yeah. just like, you know, I thought this was supposed to be United by Music. Yeah. Well, like Johnny Logan said, what's another year? Right? That's what the lyric is, right? I don't actually really know the yes. song that well. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that being said, yeah. um, you know, what's another year? What's another podcast episode? Well, that was episode 15. Amazing. Amazing. Podcast. 15 weeks. Yes, I know. 15 weeks. Oh, my God. <gasps> I will never, never give up. <laughs> uh, what what flag should people, or what, oh, sorry, not what flag, what emoji should people comment if they made it to the end of this episode? How about a shamrock since I evoked the name of Johnny Logan? Yes, let's do a shamrock for my people. <laughs> so leave your shamrocks down in the comments if, if you made it to the end of this episode. As usual, if you like this video, don't forget to like the video like the podcast leave a uh, comment under the youtube channel rate it like you know wherever you're you are if you're on spotify rate review if you're on youtube leave a comment leave a like subscribe and of course don't forget to head over to our patreon if you'd like to support us over there and subscribe over there patreon.com slash joint site podcast and yeah my name is maxi rainbow and i'm renata from the e-spot and we will see you all next week Goodbye.